Live from the Bills' famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fella, the tuna country Matt Kemp. And bellied up to the bar, as always, a man who wants to know if you can smell what he is cooking, the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. I'd like to put my I'm aforementioned thinking, uh, foot in your butt. I'm thinking ribs. <laughs> yeah, let's ribs. do it. Some good uh, Kansas City ribs. Fellas, how we doing tonight? Great. Any better to be doing something illegal there, Travis. <laughs> it's uh, getting closer to Derby Week, so every week is fun in Louisville, Kentucky. Yes, uh, we are uh, approaching the uh, official kickoff to all the Derby festivities here in Louisville this weekend with uh, Thunder over Louisville. Um, speaking to the local audience uh, briefly, I do want to uh, thank everybody that reached out and uh, gave us feedback on last week's show. I was a little concerned about what we might hear from people after the open last week, but overwhelmingly it was positive and uh i want to thank everybody uh for reaching out i just i just want to say every person that i spoke to um had nothing but great things to say about your open last week travis it was uh very very well done very eloquent and frederick and myself could not speak on levels that you did last week and i really do appreciate that yeah that's awesome uh and I appreciate that, and uh, we're going to get right past that and get into the fun stuff this week, because this week we are back on all the fun stuff. Um, we've got NBA playoffs to get to. We've got the XF- Which, speaking of in, in, uh, NBA playoffs, there's somebody I hurt right now. He's limping. <laughs> and this, oh, oh that's Joseph Joel Embiid. This is like the World Cup, guys. Like, NBA... There's somebody hurt every two seconds. Right, right. But, I, and he's gimpy anyways. He's all, I feel like he's hurt all the time. All the time. And I think it's interesting. God, did you see that play? Yeah, he's limping right now, but I guarantee he just does a monster dunk on somebody in two minutes from now. <laughs> a lot of those injuries uh, early in this first round were all uh, uh, happened while people were drawing charging fouls, which is a conversation for possibly another time, but... We have the NBA playoffs. We have the XFL winding down. Uh, we have Derby, uh, really, you know, basically the uh, all the preps are over, and uh, it's really time to start looking towards that. Um, for some of my Indiana friends, uh, there were cars on the track at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway today for an open test uh so that's always uh welcome any kias on the track today there were no kias oh well suck it kia you didn't make the cut (laughs) um i thought uh oh i do want to mention before we get started that we are on social media uh on twitter at blockout pod uh on facebook just type into your search engine uh, blockout sports pod and uh, you can always email the show blockout pod at gmail.com 
And I want to reiterate Blockout Sports Pod because if you go to Blockout Pod, it's something completely different, and I have no idea what's going on the regular Blockout Pod. That is correct. <laughs> this is the one that you all want to listen to anyway. Absolutely. And uh, if you all do enjoy the podcast, which I assume if you are listening right now you do, uh, please tell a friend. Uh, leave us a review if you can, or uh, give us a uh, follow on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, with that being said, the NBA playoffs are underway. Uh, after all the play-in games and everything like that, now and I, I, I want to get to a few different things uh, relative to the NBA playoffs, but Fred. Uh, uh, just quickly, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, what we've seen so far and what you might see going forward uh, here through the first round? Well, I mean, I think there have been uh, some really fun gangs, uh, games. I mean, the Kings series with uh, Golden State has been an absolute blast. Uh, it's kind of funny how when a young team makes it and they get there one year Maybe the second year, teams like the Kings, the T-Wolves, the Hawks, how they get into that playoff mode and they find their enforcers, if you will, the guys that won't take no crap. You have to have them. Or get stomped on the if chest. You're gonna, yeah, if you're going to move into the playoffs, <laughs> you have to have guys that are willing to hate. And I know this NBA now is a different NBA where players – our buddies more so than back in the day, which I never liked. But now you've got some of these teams that are young and buddy, they're coming in and trying to take what they think is theirs. And I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I will say the Kings team has been fun to watch. Um, that team, you know, De'Aaron Fox may be the fastest human being I've ever seen with a basketball. <laughs> Up and down. Uh, he's, he's fun to watch play. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've enjoyed me personally watching Denver play a little bit. Like, and, and if anybody's listening to this podcast, they know that I know more about NBA than Charles Barkley himself. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, honestly, I don't know shit about NBA. I never really have, never really will. But I do enjoy watching the playoffs just as a gambling person. And right now is the time where I'm consuming a lot of the first round so I know who to gamble on in the coming state right. steps. And, and right. just speaking watching of gambling, Denver, yeah. Speaking of gambling on the NBA, I feel like, and we're going to, I'm going to say this right now because uh, this game does not start until 10 o'clock tonight as we record this. It's 9. Um, I feel like the war, you could take the Warriors minus 1,000 tonight. Yeah. I feel like that's so far the lock of the NBA playoffs. You know, a lot of people are jumping on them right now to win the series because you're actually getting plus money. It's it's close. I think it's only plus 120, and I'm not accurate on that number. It depends on what sports book you use. But to win that series, I think that seems to be the, the bet to go with. But Draymond Green's out tonight. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Why are we jumping on the 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 Warriors to win that game? Because I just I feel like down 0-2, a proud team. Mm -hmm. They are going to find. I'm, 
It would not surprise me mm-hmm. if Steph Curry doesn't have one of his super nights, like fifty point type of ball games. See, tonight. I'm on the opposite end of this. Just from what I've seen, I feel like they're going to capitalize on Green not being there, and the Warriors are going to keep their foot on the throat and go up three nothing here. I I I I'm seeing both of your points. And I'm thinking about someone has to come up big, obviously, on Golden State's bench. Uh, but I, I, I'm kind of I'm with Travis just because Sacramento's a young team and they are up 2-0. And I just think Golden State, Steve Kerr has something up his pocket or up his sleeve to get get something going with this team that they've been working on. Uh, whether that, I mean, I'm not quite sure. It could be Looney. Uh, Kevon Looney could have a really good game for Golden State. Never heard that name before in my life. I'll put yeah. it to you this way. They're either going to play their best game of the series tonight mm-hmm. and win by 20, or they're going to get swept. I don't, okay, I, I'm with you. I, I, don't think there's, I don't think there's any in between. If they get beat tonight, this, I mean, they're going to get swept. How right. many games is Draymond out for? Is it just the one? I believe. I, th- I thought it was just one. Okay, so just one. I thought it was. Just I one. thought what he did didn't look that. I mean, obviously it was egregious, but he's just got that. I, got and the, I'm with it, and I always liked Draymond Green. Um, what was it? Michigan State. He played for. Yeah. Is that, he's going to try right? to get away I, with I, anything he can. No, I'm with you, and and he's gotten away with much worse in the past. I thought. Um, I don't know. But it, once you get labeled, dude. I'm with you. you know, I'm with you there. I feel like it was a little bit ridiculous. Like to maybe or Lambeer. Suspend or him, but whatever. Whoever. that. I saw a couple of uh, – I don't really have an opinion on it one way or the other because uh, we all, especially Freddie and I, come from an era in the NBA where that would have literally just been a play on. That's oh, – look, yeah. um, I'm with you guys but, there. That's back when I was part of that era myself. But like, it's not like that anymore. Um, but I also saw somebody that said um, had he punched him in the stomach rather than stomped on him, it's an automatic suspension, period, end of story. So what difference does it make whether he used his fist or his foot? I've the seen Christian Leitner do way worse. Like, I'm just saying, like, Christian Leitner did way worse. So. Well, that was 30 years ago, too. When yeah, that it was. Kind of stuff was more of a play-on type of scenario. Obviously, you're talking about college ball. Um, well, I want to say, looking ahead, that uh, this, this, this series that's brewing in the East versus Philly and Boston is going to be one hell of of a series. It's unfortunate it won't be at the end, but obviously the Bucks have earned that right uh, for the last several few years. And they've got their own little battle with Miami. Speaking uh, of the Bucks, on. what's um what's the status with Giannis? Because Man, it's a back, correct? Yeah. I feel like you can suck it up through a back injury. Yeah. Like all these hand injuries I've seen, that's a little bit different game. But a back injury, I feel like there's enough stuff you can shoot into your back from a right, medical aspect to right. play. But a, I don't a, think a they feel player. like they need him just yet. I mean, Con, the, I don't the, know, dude. Three I wouldn't sleep they on that with Connaughton and all them was unbelievable. Like I said, I don't know the NBA like you guys do, but I know Eric Spolstra is a great head coach, um, and I don't know if I would sleep on him. 
No, at no, all. I'm with you. I mean, I, I and still, what's a Tyler Hero's out with a hand injury? Right, also he's hurt. I he just, broke his hand. Yeah, broke, he broke his, his hand. hand. He's, he's out, out. Right. So I just see that whoever comes out of the Boston Philly, I, I think is going to be going with Milwaukee. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. And then in the, uh, I, I really think this in the uh, West that I'm kind of liking the Kings to come out of there and the Nuggets. Hell and yeah. I'm thinking that it might be Nuggets versus Kings in the Western Conference. See, finals. I'm big on the Nuggets. I that would was love a, that, dude. That I was a team. Wow, the that Nuggets. Would be... Watching the Nuggets play, I feel like is a different level than watching other NBA teams. Play. Yeah, they just when you that, have Jokic, it makes a difference. But they've well, also he's got good. Some tough he's really guys. good. But they've got some bruisers on that team. Dude, they they've do. got some finesse they on that team, do. and they seem to play as a one unit. And that that's something that that got me somebody that doesn't watch a lot of NBA tuning in and watching the Nuggets play. It seemed like this gorgeous brand of like orchestrated basketball that you just don't see enough of. And I'm a real sucker for any of the original. ABA teams. There you yeah, go. Exactly. And I loved the Nuggets back in the day when Alex English played there. He was he was my original a scorer. Yeah, <laughs> he was my original favorite NBA player that didn't play for the Pacers. I loved yes. Alex English yes. and I loved if I was over at my aunt and uncle's house who had cable TV and we could get one of their games on. Well, I forget it, what channel. Maybe it was on TBS back then or something. I, I love like their Channel Eleven. I loved their like uniforms. The W. I loved him. Uh, so I would fat uh, lever. Yes. So uh, I I would be a I would love that with some new blood in the West. Two different teams. Uh, that would be, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, Denver definitely has more established weapons. I mean, now you got Murray coming back from injuries. Uh, the last two years getting hot when so, he needs to. I mean, they've got some pieces. So all this talk, you guys got $100 to put down on a future to win the Western Conference Finals. What team is it? I'm taking Denver. I'm taking Denver also. That's I'm right there with you, Frederick. Thanks for calling me Frederick. Well, I figure <laughs> it's a it's very formal here tonight. In the yeah, I'm being very I'm being formal. <laughs> who, Travis, who do you like in the West? My opinion has changed because <laughs> last week I believe uh, I said something to the effect that since the Lakers were in, I wouldn't bet against LeBron. But now I'm going to bet against LeBron. That a boy. And I'm going to take Denver. There that a boy. Go. Oh, oh, full on Denver sweep. Well, I love it. Well, this now, is like hey, a Washington Husky hey, all over to, again, hey, guys. To continue the NBA, let's go to the East Con- Coast Conference here. Or the East Eastern Conference. Sure. Here. Let's see who we uh I mean, have I know we've kind of talked about the East already. I, I have to Does be honest with you. Someone they like. Breaking down the East Conference, I haven't seen as much from a team that I would like to be like, I'm all in on that team. But I'll pick a team for this stake. Okay, well, that's so, what we're, we're doing it right okay. now. You want me to give you mine? Yes. Yes. I am taking Philadelphia. Okay. And that's where the I reason going. I am quickly is I hate to bet against my boy Ike Celtics. Because I think they are the toughest team and probably the best. 
But there's something about Philly this year, as long as Embiid's healthy or as healthy as he can be, that I think going to Philly is going to be tough back and forth. And I think with Milwaukee, I do think that the injury and the lingering things with uh, Giannis, Giannis, the freak, and Middleton still Mm -hmm. not being 110%. He might be 90%. But and I know they have weapons and I know they've been there, but I'm just going that route. I I, I think Philly versus the Nuggets. See, I'm with you on this one. See, we agree on this one. I'm with this. We're like, I didn't know about this pseudo rivalry between Philly fans and Boston fans. Oh yeah. Apparently, it goes to all sports. They Philly people hate Boston people. Boston people hate Philly people. I had no idea. And this goes back years, years ago. They're all Yankees to me. Screw them all. But on this one, <laughs> on this one, I'm going with the Sixers. Wow, we agreed to yeah, that. Yeah, we do. Damn. This scares the shit out of me. But I'm committed at this point. I love it. The Sixers owner just bought the Redskins or is trying to buy the Redskins. Don't true, know what's happening true. there. But uh, legal uh, reasons, that is the commanders. Oh, God That's bless. Right. I said Redskins. Sorry to everyone. Commanders. Commanders, the Washington NFL team. They just bought the Washington National Football Team. Yes. So, um, either way, ownership has a major uh, hard on right now, and I feel like they're they're committed. And the players, I, I love this team. This Philly team's fun to watch. Yeah. James Harden's skinny. He's not fat like he was in Houston. <laughs> like know. he, he looks good. He he's never making plays shots good during the playoffs. I, I, no, he's played good in these playoffs. Kinda. Like he, well, pretty well. Okay. And I love Joel Embiid. This is a fun Philly team, and I'm riding them to beat uh, Boston. I want to see that Eastern Conference. It'd be the semis, wouldn't it? Because yes. Milwaukee would be the right, finals. Right. So, right. but I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup next next round. So I like your excitement. Yeah. I no, I'm getting into the NBA. Like <laughs> and it sucks because it's going on the same time as NHL playoff hockey, which we'll touch on in a minute if you guys want to. But there's really I can't pronounce none of these Russian guys' names. So I don't know anybody. <laughs> I just love watching the chaos that happens on the ice. Uh me so, too. Let's move on to Travis. Who are you going with? I've got Boston. Oh, there you go. Good choice. Well, good choice. I've got Boston. I've got Boston for a few different reasons. Most of them, uh, not anything analytical. Uh, mostly because of yeah, because Freddie and I's picks were all analytical. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who came from the Pacers, was just named Sixth Man of the Year. Yes, and man, he Uh, has had him on my fantasy team. He has made a huge difference in that in that squad. Totally, he's just a mature. I will say, I like watching Marcus Smart play. Yes. He's a he's yes. a fun player yes. because dude, he Smart digs, is a man. junkyard dog. He digs, dude. He's he, a fun guy to watch. I mean, he's one of the greatest defensive players in NBA history. In Does my he opinion. play like this on a season long yes. basis? He is a main. Okay, because I'm missing something with him and because he he's hurt. fun. He gets every hurt, argument that I have against NBA basketball. He disputes all of that leaves because that guy's on the, fun, on the court. Leaves it all on the court. He's kind of a Rodman type of player. I agree, smaller. totally. And he dyes his hair every game like Rodman. That's true. And don't you think that up and down the lineup 
the Celtics have as many weapons as anybody, especially in the East. I mean, I feel like they are they're going to have against most of these teams in the East. I think they're going to have three of the best five players on the court. Oh, yeah. And then I could see that. The big thing is uh the great Luke Cornett from Vanderbilt sits Uh-oh. at the <laughs> sits at the end of their bench. And uh he locker was, room guy. And he was a part of uh some really fun Vandy teams that I like. Uh. So I really want him to do I want him to get a ring this season. I'll be honest with you. That guy <laughs> that guy could be running for president of the United States and I wouldn't have a damn clue who he is. So shout out Luke Cornett. Yeah. Um and we will obviously we're gonna be following the NBA playoffs as they progress. Uh but I wanted to touch quickly, guys, on uh, the XFL. Oh, what a transition. And football. And I know you guys probably have... Uh, Monster weekend. Some things to say about your particular teams. I'm just going to bow out of this because... Oh. Uh, because, oh, DC. Because the DC defenders have home court lot or home court, home field locked up. Well, la-di-da. Throughout the playoffs. So, uh, this weekend, I think, is just going to be rest our guys and uh, make sure we're ready. I hope you don't rest your guys. You you cannot rest your guys this weekend because those guys are trying to make a living. So, they get out on that fucking field. Oh, God, I said F. But anyway, they get out on that field. I can edit that. Thank you. They get out on that field, and they're going to put it all out there because they're trying to make the NFL, and I need the D.C. defenders to win their game this weekend. That has to happen. You guys cannot lay down. As an Arlington Renegade fan, <laughs> we're D.C. defender fans through and through this weekend. Well, uh, I'll give you that, uh, but I got to tell you. You know that, that more than anybody. I know. Battlehawk guy. Cause the law. And uh, what happened to the cause this the past Battle weekend? Hawks were at They're home trending down. 38,000. They're trending down. And you know what? Our 38,000 is 2,000 less than was there last week. Our quarterback is Gimpy, has been hurt. Uh, possible MVP Soft. candidate. Soft. MVP <laughs> candidate for sure. Soft. Along with our wide receiver, but well, uh, I saw uh, in the pregame uh, video package they called him the face of the XFL. The fa- he is, and his wife, uh, both of them are. Has the there face ever of the been XFL. a player more overhyped than AJ Karen? Well, AJ Karen, let me explain something. Mick Karen, not AJ Karen. AJ McCarron has won uh, uh, two. Yes, he's a Karen championships in college. He has done well for teams. He's always been a great locker room guy, team leader for Just the like Bengals. Just like Luke Cornett, <laughs> locker room guy. The Bengals, the Falcons, the uh, Chiefs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> can, can, I, can I talk about my team? No. <laughs> yes, so, please. So, Saturday please. at noon, the Battle Hawks take on a team that have no dog in the fight, the Guardians. So Sorry, beat Colin. the D.C. defenders. Okay, but. We lost to the Sea Dragons. I'm telling you right now, They're top to team. bottom, the Sea Dragons are probably a better team than the Battle Hawks. They're finding their groove. They did get us at home, which stung a little bit. But Kaka, Kaka, 
We are going to clinch over the Guardians. Uh, we are favored by eight and a half. And I see it all happening. McCarron getting back into the niche with Shepard. And we're, our defense is going to pick up. And we're going to lock that playoff spot in. It sounds like hopeful strings to me, man. I don't see it happening. I think you guys are up against the wall. I'm going to say we win 24-10. Okay. I will take that bet because as of right now, I believe you guys are a one-and-a-half point favorite. Mm-mm. Plus eight and a half. Plus eight and I a mean, half. I mean, minus eight and a half. Minus eight and yeah, a half. Minus eight and a half. Let's go to that because so, I think uh, that's false. Tuna, uh, who does your team play this weekend? You've already said you need DC to win, but this, you haven't you haven't discussed what your team needs to this do. This is an in-state battle between the Houston Roughnecks. Oh God! And one of my Are favorite human beings to ever exist, Wade Phillips. Yep, I love him too. Who, Bob Stoops versus Wade Phillips, prime time. No, I'm with you. This has got the makings of. A Super Bowl written all over it, boys. Right. <laughs> if only Bum was around. Yes, I agree completely. The but, ghost but of speak, Bum will be in the crowd. Speaking of Stoops, we were talking Here's, about something earlier. I want to get your input on how much fun Stoops is. As, watching Stoops work the sidelines and work the officials is maybe one of my funnest things that I've brought in myself from the NFL. Right. Watching XFL. Like, or XFL. XFL. I'm I'm all over the place, but sitting there, <laughs> I've been drinking, guys. I don't know what no, the fuck. No, he's fine. Um, but you put on a game on Sunday, and you can watch Bob Stoops work the officials the way he does, and the way that he calls a game in that last five minutes. There's a reason he's called Big Game Stoops. The guy right. knows what he's doing. Yes, you may beat him. 55 minutes out of a 60-minute game. he's going to fight every He's going to get you in those last five. Right. It's whether or not that score's close enough to where Bobby can get you. But that overtime game last week against the Defenders may have been one of the best XFL games of the season. Oh, my Lord. XFL comes out on – I uh, hope y'all saw that. DC Defenders come out on top. XFL comes out on top, too, because it was fun to watch. That was a great game. But the way that Dean Blandino – sits in that control booth and works those replays down and makes it Easy accessible for the everyday football, the non-everyday football and fans. Yes. We were actually talking about this before we started recording, and I said, I'm not sure that I have seen an XFL review that they got wrong. No. you can't say that about the NFL week to week. literally two minutes. And it's I I think a lot of it has to do with the transparency, and they've got the camera right there in the booth, and it's one guy, and Blandino says, "Show me these six uh, angles of the same play," and bam, bam, bam. Okay, we've got a hold on seventy nine. He calls it down. We've got a hold on seventy nine. They call it, and then they go right, and then you see the footage. They replay it, and you're like, "Yep, he was right." And and that's the thing, Dean Blandino. Like, he does the same thing in NFL games. Where's that transparency at? Like, I wish the NFL would get to that level. I know. But is it the crowd noise? I just want to say, is is this guy the most underappreciated guy in football period? 
Yeah. Because we watch him, we hang on to every word he says, and he knows exactly what he's talking about on everything. Well, they've right. certainly made him one of the stars of the XFL. And like, he should he's a, be. He's, he's a big deal. And another thing that I wanted to say about the XFL is that we kind of picked our teams at the beginning of the season, you know, lightheartedly and kind of laughing about it or whatever. But I have thoroughly enjoyed this XFL season totally. and the games have been fun and the crowds are starting to get it. And I think the, the, the production side on t- television, so is the public. I feel like, uh, this is starting to build some momentum and it's not, I don't think be, it's going anywhere. No, it's I don't not. Dude, I, I, think wear, I wear my battle Hawks Jersey. I'm people come up to me and I'm waiting for them to go. What is that? And they come up to me and go, ha I like the, uh, battle Hawks Jersey. Yeah. Like they uh, know who it, it is. And they what know about who it is? What about whoever it was calling the game, the the defenders and the uh, renegades game last week? I don't know who it was. At the end of the game, he screams at the top of his lungs and says, "XFL, it's not going anywhere, folks." Like that enthusiasm. I yeah. love that ESPN. Love that. Who's the guy on ESPN? The 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 guy that used to be the number one, kind of the lead. Commentary. He does a lot of the games, a lot of them. What's his name? He. I don't know. They got that guy uh, and he's from the, uh, in the uh, uh, Final Four. They got that guy from the SEC that calls a lot of the games. SEC Network. Right. Tom Hart. Tom right. Hart. Tom, yep. call- no, Tom Hart yep. does a the great guy job. I'm talking man. about is the main dude from ESPN, like the guy that does Fowler? Sports Center. No, he does literally Sports Center. I don't stuff. know, man. There's not Kevin Ugandi, but the other guy. Dari Nota. Uh, anyways, he uh, he's he's really good at calling games, and he has called a lot of the XFL games, and he thinks that the Sea Dragons are the best team. Well, I'll take his word for it. He Matt, said- Matt something. Matt. Fast Cursion? No, just Matt Fox or Matt somebody. I mean, it's a uh, Matthew Barry. Matthew Barry. No, no, he's fantasy football. Yeah, but but no, he, but a, no, no. he does a uh, no, different Matthew Barry. No, different. he's a color commentator. Yeah, Matthew Barry is the guy I'm talking about. I feel like you guys are ESPN. wrong on this, no, but I may be wrong. That's a different fantasy guy. Different person. There's a Matthew. I don't. Okay. Well, I'll take your all's yeah. word for it yeah. because I don't. I don't know that guy. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to check this. We'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back, and we are here to genuflect uh, to Tuna, who is absolutely correct. Bring it to me, boys. Uh, It is not, in fact, Matthew Barry, the fantasy football guy. It is Matt Barry Barry. B-A-R-R-I-E. Who does the XFL games. And he's good, and he's also Sports Center. Uh, you know the the main guy on Sports Look, Center and all that. Let's so. be honest; our listeners know that I'm always right. Like anytime, <laughs> anytime we're talking about something, they they know where I'm right. So this is not a shock to them. So we are we done Sorry with XFL? We got our picks. We know what's getting ready to happen. Uh, everybody, yeah. I just know that I'll stay see, tuned. I'll see whoever uh, comes out of you guys's. Uh, chaos weekend mm-hmm. we'll see you in the playoffs looking forward to it renegades renegades ka- for life ka- ka. now we are uh inching ever closer to the kentucky derby and fred 
uh, I know the preps are all over. Uh, we are going to absolutely get into the weeds with this stuff next week. But I just wanted to know if you had just a couple horses, maybe a couple horses that aren't on everybody's radar that you might be looking at. I'm going to jump in for a second because I have a horse. Okay. I have a horse. <laughs> oh, get in the gate, and Bubba. Get in the gate, Tuna. I'm not a big horseman. But I do watch a few races here and there because Freddie talks me into it, and I like to gamble. So there's a horse (laughs) that I love that goes by the name of Tappet Trice that won the Bluegrass Stakes last week. Yes, yes, and a great run. And the reason I love this horse, if you've seen this horse, he's huge. He's he's massive. He's the Brock Lesnar of horses. (laughs) And I want my horses to look like they have done steroids because <laughs> let's face it there's drugs in horse racing performance enhancing it's happened this horse his head is bigger than jose canseco's this horse's body <laughs> it's it's bigger than the state of of rhode island for legal reasons we have to say that uh it's allegedly there are drugs in horse racing. Yeah, right. I've heard there was. It's allegedly. And, well, and, uh, allegedly, asked Bob Baffert. But his. But allegedly, allegedly. But but it, speaking of Bob Baffert and Tappet Trice, you can compare him to a past Derby champion that uh, was a pretty large horse that was kind of a little, if you want to say, green, meaning he he hadn't wasn't a full season Derby prep horse. And that would be authentic, and that's who I compare uh, Tappet Trice to. I mean, he could be as big as Big Brown. I haven't seen him on the backside yet, but I'll let you know. He's bigger than Point Given. Well, okay. And Point Given be. was one of the biggest horses I've ever seen. Yes, he that was horse's huge. muscles had muscles, and those muscles had a few muscles. Yes, yes. Um, but so Tappet Trice, uh, Tuna has a great horse on Tappet Trice. I'm assuming that he'll probably go down as uh, the third, third choice uh, thus far. We'll see what happens based on post positions uh, and all that, which is obviously very huge in the Derby when you have so many horses uh, running. They've kind of figured out the starting gate situation. And now some of those problems no longer exist. But if you get in the one hole, you're in trouble if you're a certain style horse. Right. Um, but uh, I'll give. I'll tell you what, tonight maybe we'll hit on a couple X-Factor horses because we kind of know the big dogs, Forte, Practical Move, uh, Tappet Trice, Angel of Empire, uh, these uh, Derma Satagate, uh, that are all horses that are going to be the top five uh hitters on the on the board early on but uh i've got a few uh, a couple horses that i think we do need to discuss that that uh kind of you can get some good money on these horses i'm talking uh for for your bet you're getting uh you know you're you're not gonna you're gonna get more money if you bet them and so hold on i, I gotta think, stop you right there because i every time i hear when people are breaking down derby races, this horse has great value. Great value basically means you're going to lose your money and 
No, that screwed. that's that's like a long shot to me. Yeah, no, I'm with you on great value, and there's a a long shot chance it's going to come in. But I feel like people always talk about this is a value horse. You got to bet him. This is a value horse. You got to bet him. Right. And those horses seem to never come in for me personally. Well, now, now what? But 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 a value horse for me is I'm a person that I'm not scared of the chalk. Mm-hmm. I bet the chalk. If I like the horse, I bet it. But if there's one that's also chalk that might not be uh, four to five or something ridiculous, well, you're not going like, to get four to five but, but, in the but, derby. Well, anyway. Forte's not going to be four to five, but he'll be he'll go off pretty pretty high. I would say maybe nine to two. But I'm talking about a horse that's right off of him, like maybe six to one that has an equal chance to beat him, but has will have better odds. Okay. Um, and that horse, the first horse I'm going to mention is Verifying. Um, finished second to Tap It Trice, Yes, correct? finished second in a great battle. And a lot of people go back to his last race. He was very well thought of, and then he had this race in the slop. And he had trouble out of the gate, and he had, obviously, the uh, cliche, bad trip. But coming out of that next race to do what he did uh, is really tells a lot to me. And I think that that horse, talk about getting a good price, I'm thinking 12 to 1 maybe. And that is really good odds when you're talking about horses in the uh, derby. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, two, uh, two more here and mage mage is a horse, uh, guys that is really coming on strong. That could be like a buzz horse in, uh, you know, on the backside derby week, uh, mage has had a first, a third and a second and, and he's a front runner. And, folks, this is how I think about derby horses. Uh, you can throw out last year when the when the pace was absolutely ridiculous, and you still had Zandon and some other horses that were closers come in. Uh, Epicenter was the favorite. He got second. Right. But if you get Crown Royal and them screwed up, they got Crown in the Royal. way, they pulled up. And Rich Strike was able to make that move when those hunt horses bunched around that first, second turn. I think what you need to look for in the Derby is front runners. That race is finished way quicker than you think, even though it is a longer race than they've all ran, except for Derma Satakake. <laughs> but I just love you pronounce that. <laughs> different every time but you i'm say gonna it. tell you <laughs> I think you horses like one. medina this spirit was money horses that are pressers that are uh pressers and and uh that are up at the front not the not the chase horse but 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 the first but the second and third horses mage is going to be one of those horses um, the tapatrice is so big that it, sometimes he can't get out of the damn gate and you've been on mage this entire time yeah he's I mean, just a speed horse we've talked about him several times i mean times. i love angel of empire but we're not going to get into the favors but mage as far as a buzz horse is definitely someone uh that is a front runner that's up in the front and if they don't get around and horses get in the way he's going to keep going 
guys. I'm telling you. See, I think horse uh, racing. verifying is right there. And then I think that the the third horse that I'm going to mention, and that'll be the end of, of these three X factors, is a horse called King's Barnes. And uh, that's a Pletcher horse. We haven't talked about him at all. So No, King's Barnes. Fill is, us in. King's Barnes has won one derby prep, and he's coming first. Okay? In the last eight weeks, this is a horse that's a Pletcher number two, three, maybe number four that is dangerous. He's dangerous. He's going to be up there, too. In, in the stalker position, and no one knows much about him. He ran a great race. He's been having good works. These three horses, uh, you know, in Mage and and in uh, Kings Barnes and uh, Verifying are three horses that everybody needs to start looking at. Okay. See, when it comes to horse racing, I feel like everyone overthinks it. And if you just basically break it down like this and say, I'm going to take this horse and I'm going to put him in an octagon against this other horse, who's going to win in that octagon? And I take Tappet Trice in an MMA fight against any other horse <laughs> in that field. That is certainly a new way to look at uh, That's, you guys handicapping. Are any, any other way of handicapping is overthinking it, and, and I'm correct. Okay. So let's go with that. We All will right. – uh, Folks, uh, use that advice at your own risk. These, uh, This advice is for entertainment purposes only. And, folks, we're going to get into some great derby stories moving forward on the Absolutely. back side. I don't know Absolutely. if horses or with like I don't know us if you're being aware, drunk in the infield. If you were uh, into horse racing, especially derby week, going on the back side, and I'm talking not Dawn at the Downs, the back side where the horses – and all the workers behind the scenes are at. If you ever have a chance to do that, I highly recommend going back there. You will have derby fever in no time, and you will find your horse, especially when he's being washed off and looking at you. And Fred and I, <laughs> Fred and I have done that uh, for the last several years, and it never gets old. And it's always a great privilege to be able to do that. Only the true horsemen go back there and that's all they want to talk about. Yep. Um, it's not the bathrooms back there. No, <laughs> is that not what the true horsemen want to talk about? No, because I've been back there and I've been in those bathrooms. And let's just say, <laughs> no, there's that, something going on back there. Yeah. They've updated the bathroom. Okay. Since then, so. Um, and we will obviously get way deeper into, into the, the derby. Bathrooms. No, we will not get deeper into the bathrooms. We will get deeper well, into we got, the... Yeah, because we need to talk, Travis, uh, eventually about how the paddock has changed. And of there's course. so many different of things course. to talk about. Uh, but there, there, that just gives you all three horses to start looking at that aren't in the top five. I wanted to touch quickly on a uh, story out of Major League Baseball this week. Um, a storied franchise in Major League Baseball, is apparently going to relocate um, the Oakland A's, who at one time were probably the the hottest, the most pop. Would you say they were the most popular 
team. I mean, aside from the Yankees, maybe and even the though Braves. the Yankees, even though the Yankees weren't even weren't very good in the late eighties, early nineties, they were definitely the funnest team. And if if social media existed in the eighties, the A's would have been much larger than what they they were. Well, and because and, they were loaded with fun players, they were loaded with personalities. They had such a great team that like you could sit there and watch the A's at any given night and at that point in time you only watched them when they were on ESPN right and you got excited when you looked at that TV guy in your local newspaper and seen the A's were playing on on that channel that night because of the personalities and the talent that they had and then people just a little bit older than us Mm -hmm. would remember them from the 70s when Reggie Jackson and Vita Blue and uh, all those guys were playing the white shoes and the loud uniforms. I would just like to say the reason, like you guys know that I'm a Dodger fan. The reason I am a Dodger fan, and I'll tell you right now, was the 1988 World Series. It was an 18 year or an eight year old kid, and it was Dennis Eckersley from the Oakland A's, and he was facing against Kirk Gibson in Game One of the 1988 World Series. Yes, and. Watching Kirk Gibson come out of the dugout when he he wasn't even going to play, and he he called Tommy Lasorda from inside the locker room into the dugout and said, "Put me in, Gip." And Tommy was like, "You know what? Screw it. That's my guy. Get out yeah. here. Get out here and take a slug." One of the greatest him. plays of and all Dennis time. And Dennis Eckersley, people don't realize at that point in time he had a point six seven ERA. Yeah, he, he was, was untouchable. He was untouchable. He was. You could not touch him. And for Gibson to do that, that that was a moment that it hooked me to baseball for life, and it made me the Dodger fan that I am today. And but that Oakland A's team, if you go back and look at that nineteen eighty eight Oakland A's team. The Dodgers had no business beating that team in the World Series. That Oakland A's team was incredible, and you're not going to see a team like that come through baseball. And those Oakland A fans, they're incredible fans. That that fan base, they're fading out as time goes on, and, and that goes strictly, in my opinion, on that city. That city of Oakland should have done more to keep that baseball team. There's no reason they're playing in the Oakland Coliseum to this day. Right. Um. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but this may have been what drew the line to where they're like, screw it, we're moving to Vegas. A possum has taken over the opposing teams. <laughs> the opposing, no, like, you guys are laughing. This is some serious shit. A possum has taken over the opposing team's radio broadcast booth to where opposing teams, their radio broadcasters cannot even go in the booth to to oh to broadcast goodness. a game on their radio station because a possum has completely taken <laughs> he is peeing and he is pooping maybe and he, he is has, biting may, people I'm thinking that's and, plural and no they no it's a possum not oh. possums <laughs> well he's one bad is he like it tap is a it trice it is a opossum <laughs> and he is the tap it trice of possums <laughs> but oh, wow. he he cannot like they will not remove this thing and he has taken over and it's gotten to the point where like i think that all oakland people have thrown their hands up and said we can't do anything at this point go on and go to vegas <laughs> you deserve better than what we can give you and I don't know, man. I, I hate to see it happen because Oakland, the Oakland A's are a team that will always have a special place in my heart as a baseball sure. fan. And 
it seems like Vegas is just absorbing professional sports at this point. They are. Um, I respect it. I mean, get it, Vegas. Get it while you can. Um, you, you've done enough, but I don't know. Is a is a a baseball hardo? It's hard. It's going to be hard to to see the Las Vegas Athletics. I don't which, think. Which brings me to this point: if you move, if you relocate. You should not be able to keep the name of the team that you relocate to. I believe hmm. that. That's interesting. You should not be I able to. I, if you I've never cities, thought about that. The moniker has to stay. It can't happen. The Browns, the Ravens, they changed their name. The Cleveland came back in. They took the took the Browns over. That should be it. Should be that way. I I, I agree with you there. So, that's all. I Good deal. Get, I don't let think it they, out, Tuna. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm venting. I don't think they have possums in Las Vegas, so apparently they do, okay. and it's a massive freaking possum. Oh, and in Oakland they do. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what's in a scorpion's going to take is over. Is that the next like the uh, rally monkey? Yes, the rally <laughs> possum. I'm telling you, if Oakland goes rally on a run possum? this year, they could capitalize on the rally possum. Well, I was just thinking about the fact uh, when you brought up the uh, the Kirk Gibson play mm-hmm. that. That is a unique instance of a television broadcast and a radio broadcast both having the same call. Yeah. Well, some uh, two of the most mm-hmm. uh, iconic calls in the history of baseball on the same play. You had Jack Buck. Yes, sir. You had Vin Scully. Absolutely. And. Vin Scully's call, if I remember correctly, was something to the extent of, in the year of the improbable, yes. the impossible Possible has happened. happened. Yes. And then Jack Buck says something like, I can't believe what I just saw. I can't believe what I just saw. And for those two guys to be in that moment, and call it that way, and both of them to still, uh, you know, it lives up to, Jesus, what year was that? 1988? 1988. So we're going on uh, well over 30 years, yes. and, and that moment will live for the Forever. next, yeah, for as long as people are watching are watching baseball. That was like, I'm a, if, if you could rank my sports from top to bottom, I'm putting baseball number one. Obviously, college football would be number two. But Major League Baseball is number one. And I credit that my fandom to baseball to that one singular moment, being an eight-year-old kid and watching that. And my dad being like, it's past your bedtime. It's past your bedtime. And I'm like, the game's not over yet. The game's not over yet. And it, to being able to get to witness that happen, I don't know, right. man. That's right. That's the kind of things that makes people sports romantics. And, yes. Yeah, well, I mean, another really thing is. that had a lot to do with this is you're on one channel on your TV. You're not looking at it on your phone. You're not looking at it with social media. Yeah, you're everybody's about watching it. on TV. Everybody's <laughs> watching one channel right there. That's all that's on. There isn't anything else mm. going on on any other channel sports-wise, even though it is going on. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, so and we used to trade baseball in. cards like they were stocks back in the day. Right. So, like, you would be like, you could go through a year 
without watching these guys play. But when they were on ESPN that night and you seen them make a big play, you could trade that card or you could get something. You know what I mean? Yes. And that moment, I had Kirk Gibson cards like crazy. Oh, yeah. I was running the neighborhood, boys. <laughs> I was running the neighborhood. Just a minute. Because of all those Dennis Eckersley boys couldn't touch me. Right. Because I was like, I've got the Kirk cards. And, and just so you know, uh, uh, I know this because I'm a past collector, uh, but uh, Dennis, or I'm sorry, Kirk Gibson's rookie is a Detroit Tiger card. It was. Well, of course. I mean, he won the 84. <laughs> he won the 84 uh, World Series with uh, Sweet Lou Whitaker and Alan Trammell and Sparky Anderson. And Jack, Not to mention Jack, the bench clearing Jack brawl. Morris. Jack Morris. The bench clearing brawl when he was the manager for the Arizona Diamondbacks yes. against the Dodgers when <laughs> yes. Yasiel Puig yes. took his face and rubbed yes. it against yes. the uh, yeah. So there was a lot of great. Hey guys, give me moves. your give me your who who's gonna be the number one pick in the NFL draft? Well, that's what we we're getting into next. Oh, we're uh, going right to the NFL. I wanted to uh, I wanted to talk about the NFL. Now I do want to uh, let everybody know that next week uh, we will be recording uh, the podcast on Wednesday. Wednesday, the night before the draft. Uh, just so we can get our last-minute thoughts in there. I'm sure we'll... Oh, yeah, we'll have a great draft episode. Oh, I'm going to have a full-on betting list for the NBA. NFL draft is like... <laughs> that is my experience, boys and girls. Uh-oh, so, uh-oh. Yeah, so I'm going to have a full-on betting list for you guys to bet Thursday morning responsibly, of course. All right, Freddie, uh... Give me your number one pick well, in the NFL draft. Well, unfortunately, I'm going to say that it's Bryce Young, and I was hoping that he would be the third pick. And I mean, uh, I, I was hoping that he would go to the Colts. I really want him to go to the Colts so I can go watch him play, and I think he's a great fit for that city and everything about it. But I get it. Uh, I think I'm going to hear Tuna say the same thing, but I'm passing that on to him now. Yeah, I feel like the Panthers traded up for a reason. They traded up to get that number one pick because they want a quarterback. And the best quarterback in this draft is hands down Bryce Young. Do you really think that that's I, true? I truly believe that. Every, Over... other, every other quarterback has question marks. I'm going to tell you right now, if I was going to rank – the quarterbacks, the top three quarterbacks coming into this draft. I would say Bryce Young is number one, and a far second behind him is Hendon Hooker. And the number three behind him is is Tanner McKee. Okay? I'm not buying Will Levis, and I'm not buying Anthony Richardson. Those guys. What about Ohio State's quarterback? Oh, look, he has done nothing other than that Georgia game to show that he can play – I think okay. his, his ceiling his ceiling is is super high. The kid has all the athletic traits. So you're saying he's getting but really – But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put him on the same scale as I will with Levis and Richardson as the fact that they have not shown me anything in college. Now, I will give C.J. Stroud the credit to say that game that he played against Georgia was maybe one of the best quarterbacked games I've seen. But – that was one game out of what sixteen that right. I've seen him Against play. Bad otherwise, bad competition in the big. Well, team. and put that guy in bad weather. What State. has he done in bad weather? What has he done in shaky weather? Nothing. You put him in a dome. 
You put him in, in inside, and the kid can compete. But I, he has a lot to prove. Where I would, I would not feel comfortable. Bryce Young has a way. That guy moves in the pocket. He delivers the ball on the run. He knows how to take a hit. He knows. Look, Bama's offensive line. I know you're gonna have a problem with this. They were bad last year. They were. They were not I good. I know this. They were not good. No. That kid showed more toughness. He was the MVP in season of the team last year than I have seen Bama. a Bama quarterback do in a while. So I would put Bryce Young. I'm not worried about his size. I'm not worried I'm about not none either. of that. I would Bryce Young and then everybody else. See, I would put Bryce Young right there with Drake May. And with uh, your kid Caleb uh, Williams from right. uh, from out there at uh, uh, USC. USC, those three quarterbacks are above everyone else, and two of them are going out next year. One of them's coming out this year. I so don't you're even... telling me that the Colts should uh, like draft a guard or something and wait. Draft and Will tank, Anderson and tank for next year. Take yeah. Will Anderson. I, I feel like it, look, if I'm the Colts, I'm riding Gardner Minshew. I love Gardner Minshew. The kid can play, give him a shot, let him get out there, and worst things worst, the Colts finish with a top 10 pick and can get one of these guys next year. I mean, year. I know you want that, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Ursay's stupid. He's going to do something stupid. <laughs> I think the Colts he's gonna get need one a of these quarterback quarterbacks. Levis or Stroud, neither one of them is making it past Ursay. Every time the Colts get a quarterback out of the draft that's a top, top pick, they seem to always do well with him. Yeah, well, but, they're not drafting Peyton Manning and, and Andrew Luck this time. Well, that's that. I mean, that's it. So, if they could get Bryce Young, he could be that person. Well, those two had no questions around them. There's way too many questions against every quarterback in this draft. They're not getting Bryce Young. The Panthers traded up for that. Look, if I'm right, stupid tuna that's sitting here right now, stupid tuna is saying that Bryce Young is head and shoulders above everyone else. I guarantee you, the GMs, Vegas, everyone else is saying that this guy is above everyone else in this draft. Right. Jalen Carter is the only other surefire can't miss talent in this draft. Right. I mean, he's a beast. Yes. Well, and we are going to get into, I mean, obviously next week uh, on Wednesday night, we'll be doing our full breakdown of the NFL draft. And get into some NFL talk as well. Yes. Like a lot going on. Jalen Hurts contract, get into Lamar and some of those guys. Which, yeah, I had a question for you guys earlier before we started recording. Oh, here we go. uh, I was wondering where this was going to go, but. After all the contract debate that, that's happened this week with, with Jalen Hurts getting his big payday, which that guy deserves every penny of it. Uh, but it came to light that uh, Lamar Jackson has turned down basically the same contract. If you were the GM of an NFL team, just any random NFL team, take rosters out of it, which quarterback would you guys rather have as your starter Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts? Freddie. Well, I'm going to weigh them both first off by I, – I, I, I think that uh, Jalen Hurts has proven that he can actually, which is so crazy to say, throws the long ball better. But he has way more receivers 
then so so there's really no way you can talk about it because you're not talking about the receivers that they have based on both of those players i look at it one way one quarterback is more apt to get hurt the way that he runs with the football the other one benches like 400 (laughs) and can fall forward and get fourth and ones anytime he wants to fourth and twos and it's amazing to watch. And I just who has also w- been dealing with a shoulder injury. Yeah, correct? but I worry about who, out the last I worry two about games who could season. get hurt more than the other one. And I think that Lamar would get hurt more than hurts. But I'm gonna go with Lamar Jackson because okay. I think he's a better talent and I love his will to win and I love him as a locker room guy. Just like dude. They are the same when it comes to Just all like that. Just like Luke Cornette. Dude, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not Big saying. Big Luke Cornette podcast. Hey, here. if you don't think Jalen Hurts is a great locker room guy. If and Luke Cornette that, is not listening, I'm, I'm done. I, I don't think there's any quarterbacks right now, even Aaron, and I'm talking definitely not Aaron Rodgers, but, but anyone that players would fall on a railroad track for than Jalen Hurts and Lamar. That's how much those defensive and offensive players love those guys. I completely agree. With I mean, there's team. maybe Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes for sure. I don't think so. I don't. Well, think he doesn't if compare there's a those third one, he's the guy. That, that if there's front. a third guy, maybe Joe Burrow. He would probably. Fall. You'll there's, never see your top four. defensive players hype up their quarterback. Right. At Kansas City, the way that they do in Philly and the way that they do right, in Baltimore. Right. They just I totally agree over. with what you just said. So it's, about- it's a very hard question. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. But they do have different styles, and I think one's more apt to get hurt than the other. And I think that's Lamar, but I have to go with Lamar. Travis? Well, and I've looked at this question three different ways <clears throat> where originally I was thinking about uh, being surrounded by the talent that they're surrounded by now. And Jalen Hurts obviously has proven that given the talent that he has, he can lead him to a world championship, and Lamar has not at this point. But I I was thinking about this uh, while we were recording tonight, and I thought if the Colts had an opportunity to get Hertz or Lamar Jackson, who would I want them to get? And immediately I said, I want Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I mean, it was to me, it was an obvious answer for my team, given where they're at right now. And it's it's interesting because when you asked me that earlier tonight, as I said, I said, oh, well, I want Jalen Hurts. But then I thought from a standpoint and you said a generic NFL team. The Colts right now are a pretty <laughs> generic NFL team. No arguments here, yeah. And uh, I think Lamar lifts Indianapolis immediately further than Hurts does. And that's not discounting Jalen Hurts as a football player at all. I want to get that out no, there. No, no. The guy's amazing. Like I said, he's worth every penny of that contract. But – but I but I did think of it in that particular way, and I said, well, if the Colts had an opportunity to get either one of them, I want Lamar Jackson yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Yeah. I See, 
I don't even think this is a debate. I think the answer's cut or uh, cut and clear. And um, let's just let's just visualize for a second that you put Lamar Jackson on the Philadelphia Eagles team from last year with AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, all those running Kenneth back. Gainwell. Um, and that, that and a off- great defense that keeps them and, off the and field. And a great defense. And that offensive yeah. play call. Now, the, the right. Ravens have had great defense before, but True. They, he's never True. had They have. You're right. Himself. They have had a good defense um, in, in uh, uh, Baltimore. I feel like no one beats that Philadelphia team. I feel like they go undefeated and just crush. I, I feel like Lamar is such a difference maker. And, and, and that's not to take away, like Travis said. Part of it's his drive, too. Lamar, Jalen Hurts has exceeded expectations coming yes. out of college. What that guy's done is absolutely incredible, and he may be my second favorite quarterback in the league just from what he's done and the doubts and the everything coming into it. But Lamar is on a different level, and I have to say, all this contract talk, it's almost made him one of the most disrespected quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Because every time I turn on the radio, I hear about Lamar's asking for too much because he can't do this, he can't do that. He's going to get hurt. He's going to do this. Every quarterback gets hurt, guys. I know. Jalen Hurts has been hurt. Patrick Mahomes has been hurt. Everybody's been hurt. Okay? Lamar has done so much for his body. If you look at him when he was at Louisville to what he is now physically. Right. And what he has done as a passer, people don't look at his passer rating since he's been in the NFL, with no wide receivers. No wide receivers. What's his best wide receiver tight end. since he's been at Baltimore was maybe Hollywood Brown, yes. who they traded right. away. And right. then they got okay? rid of him. And now you have Rashad Bateman, who you drafted, who has been hurt every year since. Now we're going to learn a lot with Odell Beckham and, this year. And uh, Sammy Watkins. Well, we know you love those Clemson boys. But – I feel like pizza party. I feel like this is the easiest discussion ever about who would you take. And I've heard so much Jalen Hurts talk that it almost makes me sick in my stomach because Lamar is the easiest answer here. Right. I don't know how. I'm glad that all three of us. I I really am. I love that. But I also think it depends on how you frame the question because I thought about it Uh and I answered it two different ways. Based on how I how we framed the question before, and then thinking about just a quote unquote generic NFL team, mm-hmm. and I think in from that standpoint, the answer is obvious. Oh, situationally, I can name probably ten teams in the NFL out of thirty that I'd rather have Jalen Hurts for. Right. But there's 20 other ones that I'd rather have Lamar for. Yep. So it is situational when you do that. But I'm just saying, if you are, say, starting an NFL franchise, which one of those two would you have? Yep. And, and I think we all I, agree. I, I love seeing it all go to Lamar here. So that's all I got. Drink on uh, Louisville talk. Cheers. Drink. Cheers. Uh, guys, I'm going to throw it Spring around the game horn. Friday night. I'm going to throw it around the horn quickly. Uh, uh, Fred, do you have any final thoughts, anything going into uh, this week that you'd like to uh, talk about right at the end here? Well, 
I I really do not. Uh, I like to sometimes do what Tuna goes. I got nothing for you, <laughs> but I do think that if there was one other horse, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Then it could be an X factor. I used to date. It him. is the long shot that has great breeding that won to get into the Derby. And his name is Lord Miles. Keep an eye on a 35 to 1 shot, folks. Is it a British horse? It just ran a great race is last it time out. No, he no. is not British. His name is Lord Miles. <laughs> What's Check it? it out. That horse uh, won in, in, in distinctive style over two good horses. Uh,. And one of them was Hit Show, who's going to have pretty good odds in the Derby. I'd say maybe eh, 15, 18 to 1. And uh, that horse just has real good breeding and kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, there you go. All right. Um, I've got one thing, and this is basically a future bet for the NFL draft. Uh, I would get in on it while you can early. This comes to Kansas City, first position that they draft, plus 1,800 for a tight end. Um, obviously, the Chiefs are looking to replace Travis Kelsey in the next two to three years. It takes two to three years for a tight end to fully develop in the NFL, and this is the maybe deepest tight end class that we've had in the NFL draft in, in my lifetime. There's um, more athleticism, more, more than polished route running that I've ever seen. I would, if Michael Mayer or the Kincaid kid from Utah is available when they draft, um, they're going to take them. So that's my slot. And that's plus what? 1800 Wow. Man, so that's awesome. A $10 bet wins you $180. That's definitely something to uh, pay attention to. Yes. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening. For telling a friend, don't forget, we are on social media. At Blockout Pod on Twitter. Type Blockout Sports Pod into your Facebook uh, search engine. Check us out. Give us, a, uh, give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating if you can on wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, reminder, we will be recording next Wednesday... Prior to the NFL draft, we will have a full NFL draft preview on next Wednesday. Bets galore. And it will come out Thursday at 1 o'clock. Bets galore. It will come out on Thursday uh, prior to the draft. Uh, thanks again, everybody, for listening. Uh, for the big fella, the tuna, country Matt Kemp, and for the fabulous one, Freddie Benders, this is Travis Carter saying... So long, everybody. <laughs>